call a hide your turtle kind of day. How we looking? Bill Michaels show. On the air, we are glad you're with us on this Friday. And uh, it is, uh, to say it's nippy outside would be an understatement. Uh, I want to start off today's show with a kudos. And here's uh, real quick. Uh, so I talk about our guys at Stenny's all the time, okay? And I know sometimes people go, oh, my God, you talk about them all the time. Uh, Ryan Stenstrup, uh, who is uh, the son of, of Jerry, who is Stenny. Uh, last night, they closed up the bar. And as he's leaving, he uh, first of all, he said that uh, it, he had turned his car on, started his car. And it's in Walker's Point, second and national down at Walker's Point. And last night, bar time. Turned his car on and started it. He said it was still frozen 20 minutes later after he had, uh, you know, started the car and turned on the defroster. It just it just wouldn't, wasn't warming up. So finally he gets in the car, you rev any engine, the whole thing, it starts to warm up. So about 2.30-ish, a little after that, he leaves the bar. And as he's driving down the back alley last night, there's a couple people that dart out into the alley and they come banging on his window saying, please help us. And now, in today's day and age, there's a lot of people that wouldn't stop. But they're saying, please help us, please help us. We called an Uber over half an hour ago after the bar closed, and and it's still not here. And last night in Milwaukee, it was 40, uh, I think they registered 40. The feels like temperature was 44 below. And uh, so Ryan's looking at him, and he, you know, you got trepidation. I mean, there's been crime in that area, you know, over the years. Uh, not a lot, but, uh, you know, like all areas, there's been some. So in today's day and age, you're kind of like, you know, I don't know if I should let people into my car. I don't know if I should be doing this. But he looked at the guy, and the guy, his fingers were now purple. And he thought, oh, my God, I think this guy's got frostbite. And they've been standing out there for a while, brought him into the car. And instead of sitting there with him and waiting, he said, you know what? I'm just going to take you home. Don't worry about paying me. Don't worry about anything like that. I'm just going to take you home, make sure you get home safe, and and you need to get in something warm, rather even warmer than my car. So last night, uh, without hardly any gas in his car, too, by the way, he had to call his wife and say, hey, leave your phone on because if something happens to me, I'm going to need you to come and get me. So he ends up driving these people home last night, and he said, I, I hope they're okay because this guy's fingers were literally blue and purple on the ends, and he was they were worried about him, so... Uh, but kudos to him. I mean, I, I'm sure there's act of kind, acts of kindness all over the place. But uh, in weather like this, sometimes you, you know, you you kind of think about it and you go, eh, I don't know if I should. But but he did. And uh, he probably uh, last night saved some lives, saved some lives last night because they were not dressed for the weather. They were dressed to kind of go out and run from a car to a to a bar and then back out again. And so uh, anyway, long story short, kudos to him, man. Uh, that's, you know, so if you go to Stenny's uh, at all over the holidays or over the next week or so, and you see Ryan say, Ryan, good dude, man. Good dude. Good dude. Good stuff there. So appreciative. Uh, 877-867-1670 is the phone number. If you want to hit us up, 877-867-1670. You can also find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can also find producing the program, Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny. Ben, how you doing today? You said there was nobody on the road this morning when you were driving in, right? Oh, it's a complete ghost town. There's nobody in the building here. A lot of shows just not going on as planned. Uh, but I, I hope you're warm because I am not. You're not? Is it cold in the building? I, it, I'm still cold from the three seconds I was oh, outside three hours ago. Gotcha. 
Uh, I did go out and uh, grab the garbage cans and such uh, today because uh, I took them out last night. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's the kind of uh, wind. And um, it wasn't this cold when we were in Chicago years ago. And I've talked about that. That's the coldest I've ever been, where I literally got out of the car and you went to breathe in and it hurt your lungs. But it is um, it, it's a cold that. I, I had the wind at my back. I walked out of the garage door and had the wind at my back, and I go to grab the garbage cans. And then as I turned to come back, you could feel it, like, grip you, you know, for that split, excuse me, that split second you're outside. So, uh, but no, it's uh, <laughs> it's brutal. So uh, I'll say this. I know that this weekend is, we get we talk about cold and cold temperatures and stuff and, and how it's going to be and all these different games and we better. It's brutal. It, it it's really brutal, and I get it that it's going to be you know eleven degrees and twenty degrees and all that kind of stuff, and the wind chills are you know st- the wind is supposed to because I was thinking about the game that's going to be in Chicago. Not that I have any concern for the Bears, but just human beings in general. And there has been time, there have been times where I thought, I know it's the machismo game. I get it. I I completely understand it. It it's all about being a man's man. And heading out on the field and and dominating your opponent, but that game tomorrow is supposed to be a high of ten, with a wind chill of about twenty below. And I'm like, man, that's just that's brutal to put human beings in that condition to say go out there and wear just your uniform and pads and go go be great. It, it's that's that's difficult, uh, especially when you walk outside today and just go, oh my god, could I be out there with nothing but but Vaseline on my skin and play a football game? You know. Um, man, that's brutal. Absolutely. I got to think that had the game, had this weather filtered to tomorrow or the games actually were supposed to be played yesterday, that they wouldn't have played the games in, in a lot of these conditions. It's just, man, I can't think. Ben, do you remember? I bet you you don't. Do you remember when San Diego played Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game at Riverfront Stadium? Do you Have you ever seen footage of that? I've seen footage. I don't remember it. It was the only time the Ohio River has ever frozen over to wow. where you could, like, drive a car across it. That's the Ohio River. Um, I, I'll never forget how cold it was. Uh, my dad and I were supposed to go to the game, and I, I we, we went, and then it was like, you know what, this is stupid, and we, we turned around and went home. Uh, but I, there, there's, a, there's a video and uh, the game itself, I mean, there's a lot of stories that come out of that. I know that that was back in the day before they had the tight sleeves and stuff, that the sleeves were loose. And Anthony Munoz and Max Montoya and those guys, they would wrap, uh, put duct tape around their sleeves and all that kind of stuff to try to keep the heat, the body heat in, trapped in and all that. And I remember that they were talking about it one time where the, uh, where the tape was on the skin, uh, he had gotten hit like on the side of the arm and it kind of cut the arm because the skin was so taut because of being cold, like frozen that it, it he got a cut. And, and Donald driver told me this too. when when they played in Chicago that time, that it wasn't until they got into the shower and the blood started flowing and the skin like unfroze that it actually started bleeding. It didn't start bleeding, but this, the, the, the cut on, on, I think it was Anthony Munoz was deep. It was, it was like maybe a, a half an inch to a quarter inch deep or a quarter inch to a half an inch, maybe a little bit more deep, and it started bleeding profusely in the shower, and they're like, holy mackerel, where'd that come from? And here it was because his skin was frozen and where the tape had come off, you know, and I, I just, I remember there's a guy in a video 
of uh, of that, this this skinny kid, and he's on top of one of the dugouts. Because remember, it was like the vet. It was a uh, multi-purpose stadium, and they would reconfigure the thing, and they would move it move it around. Well, the sidelines had one of the uh, – it was the home dugout for the Reds' dugout, but that was where the sideline was for Cincinnati. And um, there's this guy, this little skinny guy, bare-chested, takes his shirt off, and he's riding a stuffed Bengal tiger. He's, like, riding it around, you know, and woo you know, and he's got a Bengals hat on, uh, like a ski cap. He died. Uh, what they don't show you is he died. He, like, dropped dead from exposure right there. They had to, like, literally cart the body out of the stadium because he had a heart attack and died right there with his body trying to keep up with the heat, with the loss of heat. He froze from within. I'll never forget that. So, I mean, that's the kind of temperatures you're talking about today. You know, it's just so incredibly cold. So uh, I don't want to start off morbidly, but I'm just kind of like, man, just walking outside to get my garbage cans, I can hardly breathe. I can't imagine going outside tomorrow and playing a football game in this. We kind of think about it, like I said, in this machismo way. But but on the other hand, you're like, could you do it? No. If I was being paid a million bucks, I'd have to consider whether or not I'd run out in the cold and just stand out there and play a football game. So it's just, man, it's it's that kind of brutal cold. Well, Bill, even uh, when the yeah, Rams came up to Lambeau on Monday, on the broadcast they talked, the, the Rams bought like thousands of dollars worth of gear that they had not owned before, like new right. underwear, new uh, just everything to try to keep warm. And that was what, in the teens, in the in the tens? Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was about like, uh, with the wind chill, it was like right around one or two, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like 10 yeah, or 15 so. degrees with like right, right or one, wind chill around one or two or zero. Uh, I can't imagine it being, you know, the wind chill like it is today where it's 44 below. Uh, I know out in Madison was colder. You know, it was colder there than it was here. Uh, not that, you know, the difference between 50 below and 40 below is, ne- you know, noticeable. But but still, it was like, wow. So anyway, that being said, uh, good morning. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, because uh, we're not going to be obviously chatting tomorrow, unless we're doing it on Twitter. But uh, but we'll be back at it again on Christmas Day after the Packers game. Don't forget, it's the Green and Gold postgame show. And uh, Ben, are you, no, you're not here. It's going to be Connor. Connor's going to be in force on the postgame show, because you're going to be back in uh, Philadelphia, right? That is the hope. I am planning <laughs> to fly back to Philadelphia. I don't know so what it's going to look so like. What you're saying is, is if you can't fly out, you're just going to say to hell with it, I'm going to do the postgame show? I'll probably sleep in the studio. Yep. Okay. There you go. Well, at least uh, at least we all have a plan, I guess. You know, we were supposed to go to uh, Cedarburg today and go walk around and do the Winter Wonderland thing and, you know, hit some of the local shops and, you know, grab dinner and, you know, a couple, a couple days before Christmas. It was supposed to be this really Christmas, Merry Christmas field spirit. And, and it's like today, it's like just, you know wrap yourself up as much as you can and if you're going to do that run from store to store and pray to god that you don't drop dead in between that's kind of kind of the way it is it's just that kind of cold uh 877-867-1670 big news today ian rapaport reporting the packers offensive lineman elton jenkins uh has agreed to terms with the team a four-year deal worth 68 million dollars base 74 million dollars with incentives he is the second highest paid guard in the NFL. The second highest paid guard. Now, Alton Jenkins is a hell of a player. I that, that I'll admit. But and I know it buys him probably some salary cap space next year. But that's a chunk of change. 
I don't care who you are. That is a chunk of change. There is, uh, I was watching this morning uh, on Get Up, they were talking about Lamar Jackson and his want for a contract. And the escalation of money right now in the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong. They just sold, they just sold the, uh, the NFL Sunday ticket to YouTube for a couple of, for a billion dollars a year. So it's not like the NFL is hurting for money. But with the salary cap being what it is, you have to be a pretty magnanimous magician and a hell of a general manager at evaluating talent if you're going to keep your team viable the way the salaries are escalating and the way the guaranteed money. Uh, I can almost see, and, and this is one of those things where I'm still around in 10 years, Ben, I would say there's going to be another come to Jesus, maybe a player strike or a lockout. Should I write that down? Write that down. And the reason why is because the salaries are escalating at a faster rate than what the salary cap is escalating. And you're not going to be able to do this continuously. And I know that the NFL owners did not want to give up more than 51% or uh, 49% of the total revenue of football. And they're, they're right there. And if the NFL owners are going to hold tight to that and, and, you know, (laughs) they're going to continue to ask for stadiums to be built and renovations and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it is going to be very difficult to, one, go to the public and say, I need public funding. Two, it's going to be very difficult for the owners to hold the players off unless they go out on strike or unless they go out with a, a some kind of a lockout. But we've seen this happen before where they just spend, 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 and all of a sudden they go, oh, my God, we're running out of money. Or not running out of money, but we're running out of our profit. And they, please, we're going to have to save our, you know, save us from ourselves. And some of the, and Jimmy Haslam kind of started this. Really, it was the contracts uh, that Ziggy Wolf gave to uh, Kirk Cousins early on, the guaranteed money that was kind of ridiculous for Kirk Cousins. And then when that, uh, that uh, you know, um, Deshaun Watson contract came about in Cleveland that threw a monkey wrench in the whole damn deal because now Lamar Jackson is looking at it like I want 300 million I want it guaranteed and I'm not taking a penny less and the 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 Ravens I mean you look at it this way if he plays under a franchise tag the next couple of years he's still going to get over 100 million dollars but it's one year deals all the way down and it's not you know that's guaranteed regardless but you know he's going to have a hundred million in a couple of years versus three hundred million over the next five, six, whatever it happens to be. But it, man, that's you're starting to play Russian roulette with the money again. But big time, hey, if a player can get it, get it. If they're going to pay you, let them pay you. That's what I've always said. If they're going to fall on their heads and do that. Well, so be it. Uh, 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. It's the Friday before Christmas, and we're just going to have some fun today. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Hey, if you are uh, looking for that last-minute gift idea, don't forget about our friends at Kane & Kane Jewelers in West Bend. K-O-E-H-N. Go to KaneJewelry.com. But I'm telling you, just head on up uh, because I'm sure you're probably looking for something. You're going, man, what do I need? They have everything from really expensive down to really chic and sexy, but not that expensive. 
So go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. Go in and say hi to Andy. They're located in West Bend. They're there today. They're there tomorrow for a little bit, and uh, then they're done for family. So uh, all you got to do is stop in, tell them we said hi. That is KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. And if you want to follow them even after the fact, go to the Buy Like a Guy podcast. Uh, you can follow it on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they do great things up there in West Bend. That is KaneJewelry.com. Elton Jenkins, when you think about it, and Ian Rappaport had reported this, um, when he gets this deal, $68 million base, um, he was in the final year of his contract, headed to you know maybe a franchise tag, and now, which this deal save, actually saves them money, but he's just a year removed from a torn ACL, and he gets a four-year, $68 million deal, $24 million signing bonus, and he's the second highest paid guard in the National Football League just a year after tearing the ACL. What a, And as he puts it, what an amazing turn of events. And Ellen Jenkins, I mean, between him and Bakhtiari, they've been kind of that anchor on that left side uh, or, or, you know, just on that offensive line because he's moved all over, let's be honest. But what an amazing turn of events to get the money and, and get paid. Now, I'll say this. You can't say the Packers go cheap and they're blowing it up. No, they're keeping good players around. And this is his second deal. This is coming off of his rookie contract. Now, we knew he was going to get paid at some point, right? Sure we did. But, um, you know, he's he's kind of, he's been the catch-all. He's been really good at being a catch-all. He's not a great tackle, but he's been pretty good at being a catch-all. And it's a good move for the Packers. It's going to ultimately save them money in the long run. But, um, you know, you kind of, you kind of look at this deal and you say, okay, if they were in the rebuild mode, would they have done this? If they were in the rebuild mode or thinking maybe next year we're going to kind of go in a different direction, would they be paying out that kind of money? You know, you, you kind of don't think so, right? You wouldn't think so. Good move for the Packers. Good move for Elton Jenkins, obviously. But if they were in rebuild mode, I don't think they'd be going in this direction. Maybe they'd keep them around because you got to give – Jordan loves something to work with, obviously, but uh, I think it's just another step in them saying, look, we, we, we are not going to completely blow this thing up and start over just because we believe that, you know, um, Jordan love might be the next deal, but we gotta, we gotta, um, you know, tear it down and add money and then go out and get weapons. And in two or three years will be good. I, I this is just another sign that they believe they're going to be competitive. So, uh, by the way, uh, I gotta, gotta get to all of this because, um, between uh, Mark and uh, Sherry and Derek and Dwight and everybody, you know, happy Festivus to everybody, Brett, and everybody saying uh, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, good stuff. Uh, Ted, Brian, Tom, Dean, everybody, thank you so much for, uh, you know, showing up today on the Bud Light live stream. And uh, it's good to have you. Good to have you over there. And, uh, you know, even though... There's times where we uh, we argue. It's it's always great to have you there. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, Kobe says, uh, "Hey Bill, uh, what does this mean for the rest of the offensive line, and what does this mean for David Bakhtiari?" I I that's a great question. As far as the rest of the offensive line goes, I mean, I think it, it is what it is. It's pretty much intact. Here's the question: Do you and and this is where we got a little bit of a glimpse, you know? Do you say, okay, we're going to gain $6 million worth of salary cap space if we let Bakhtiari go next year? Okay. But don't forget, Brian Gutekind said, and, and I think this might have been a little foreshadowing, 
Because it, it seems like everybody's foregone conclusion is this is it for Bakhtiari, right? This is it. This is last year. They're done. The whole thing. I want to say not so fast. I almost want to be, I want to go back to our uh, segment yesterday. We were talking about Lee Corson and go, not so fast. Because it was Brian Gutekind's, remember, that said, you know, yeah, it's easy to talk about cutting that money, but good left tackles are so hard to find. And when David has played, and he was right, when David has played this year, he's played like David Bakhtiari. It's not like his ability has been diminished in any way. So you kind of wonder what their thinking is as to whether or not Bakhtiari is actually going to be back with his team. I got, I was thinking no. I thought there's no way you're bringing him back. He's had knee issues. He obviously the appendix has been you know the the, the latest in a bad string of luck, but. Then again, when he's played and he's healthy, and now he's going to have yet another full off season to get ready, and the appendix will no longer be an issue. Obviously, um, you kind of think maybe they will bring him back. Maybe they'll try to you know kick that can a little bit further down the road and restructure a little bit and and kind of go uh, go from there. But maybe while he's here and and Rogers is here, they're going to try to keep the band together and make another make another run at it. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it certainly seems like maybe they're heading in that direction. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, we got a good one coming up today. we got uh, our buddy Matt Mitchell coming up here in about 20 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Going to talk some betting coming into this weekend because we know you spent money. We know you've bought for loved ones. We know you've bought for friends, for coworkers. You probably need to put a jingle back in your pocket. We're going to talk with Matt a little bit about betting and some of the, uh, some of the sleepers coming into this weekend. Hal Habib. He, uh, he covers the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we're going to talk with him coming up in about an hour and a half from now. Mike Clemens is going to round out the last hour of the program today for us as well, as always. So we're going to talk with Mike today. We've got Matt, Hal, and uh, Clems coming up today. So we've got a good one today as well, not to mention all of our fun and frivolity. Uh, no, Marcy, I am not doing your favorite Christmas movie. Not, not doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. We're not going there. Ben tries to bait me into it. You're trying to bait me into it. I'm not doing it. Not We're not so getting into fast, that. Midget. <laughs> We're not going there. I have my my It's a Wonderful Life and uh, Christmas Story and National Lampoon's Vacation and Scrooge. That's pretty much it. Oh, you just did four, it. That's the four I rotate through, and that's it. And I'm not getting into whether or not Die Hard is or isn't. I'm not, but I'm just saying those are my those are the four that I go to. But they're not favorites. I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. No, refuse to do it. I will. We can talk about stupid gifts uh, because I got one from uh, Dave uh, yesterday. Before, right when we got off the air, we were talking about coming up tomorrow on the show meeting today, and he said, "What's the stupidest gift you ever got?" And I had to think about that. For a while, I had to kind of maul that over. But uh, one time, uh, years ago, I got a bottle opener with my name carved into it. I was like, oh, thank you. Okay, so if somebody steals this, they'll know it's mine. <laughs> Just, I, I Most bottles are twist-offs. And, uh, you know, the days of getting the pop bottle that you had to do it on the uh, on the side of the refrigerator, those pretty much are gone. You know, and everything else is a pull tab on a can. So it's like, what, what? you gave me a bottle opener. Okay. With my name on it, nonetheless. Beyond that, nothing. Uh, 
I do. You know what I have found myself uh, giving out? Ben, you know stupid stuff? You know, my uh, I, for a while there, there was a show on, and I don't even know if it's on anymore, called Hunting Bigfoot or Hunting Sasquatch. Do you know that show? I've heard of it. I'm a big okay. fan of Bigfoot theories. My my buddy was all into it because he would call me up and he'd say, you're not going to believe this. He'd say, because he lives down in Cincinnati. So he, he was always driving. His, his uh, job was down in Georgetown, Kentucky. And so he'd drive about an hour away to go to work every day. And every day he said it was like some kind of, because the people there would watch it like religiously, you know, in the backwoods of Kentucky. And he said, you know, that people are swearing that, you know, Bigfoot was spotted outside of a Starbucks. <laughs> it's just crazy places. So what I started doing was everywhere I would go, uh, like we were out in the Black Hills out in Sturgis, South Dakota this year. And so out there, there's been the, quote, Bigfoot sightings. So I started picking up Bigfoot stuff, Sasquatch stuff. I've got a shirt. Every now and then I'll wear it on the air. Uh, the Sasquatch stuff. So I, I that I buy. The stupid Sasquatch T-shirts, you know, I'm squatching, stuff like that, you know, Sasquatch and, that, you know, hanging out, you know, his nose is hanging out the back of a pickup truck and the stickers on the back of the pickup truck. I'll buy that. But beyond that, I'm not a not a crazy gift buyer. So oh, somebody got me a Jonathan Papelbon jersey one year. That's probably the worst. <laughs> Why would you walk around with the, with the name Papelbon on the back of your jersey? You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Just the sound of it alone. It was right after he choked out Bryce Harper, too. So, uh, Oh, okay. Well, you know, at least he came off the top rope on that. Um, <laughs> no, that's kind of the, the stupid gifts that I give out. Other than that, we can do whatever. Today's just one of those days. Today's just one of those goofy days. If you want to give us a shout, do it. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, I went downstairs this morning. I know I'm stupid. I ran downstairs, and I thought, okay, today of all days, it's got to be colder down there. Because on a day like this, when I used to run into the great room, uh, when the rest of the house is set at 70, uh, the great room was always like it. On a day that's 40 below, it would be like 59 in there. I ran down there today, and the, the temperature is set at 70. I looked at it. It was at 69. I heard the heat kick on. I ran back down there about five minutes later. I know I'm stupid, but this is what I do. As a homeowner, these are the little things that get you excited. I ran back down there. It was at 70. I was like, yes, yes, all because of that Pella door that I just had put in. That's how good they are. Insulation-wise, it's a big room, too. But insulation-wise, they just keep the cold out and the heat in, and it's fantastic. The whole end of the room is glass. Glass doors, two great big giant pellet doors that do not leak heat, leak heat, and they're great. And that's the reason I keep promoting them, because they're just that good. If you want to add economics to your house, if you want to add beauty to your house and value to your house, ease of operation to your house, security to your house, you cannot go wrong with a Pella window or door. You just can't. And right now they have one year. If you get, you can call them, schedule the appointment even next week. Call them up, say, hey, I want to get in on this deal. One year, no interest, no down payment, no finance, no nothing. It's just that simple. Get a hold of them. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A. PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Hey, our friends uh, with Scott Ellis and the gang at Homeside Financial. Look, right now you're probably not thinking about uh, maybe purchasing a new home. And if you are, you got to get a hold of Scott. He's the one that uh, went through everything with me. Everything. However, maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know, I probably should refinance. I probably should uh, think about, you know, kind of using some of that home equity pay off some of the debt, kind of reorganize things. And don't forget, you can do it again as the interest rates come down in maybe a year or so and put it all back together. Uh, ScottEllisTeam.com. That is ScottEllisTeam.com. And you can give Scott a call. He's available. He's a good dude. He's the one to help me get uh, through my entire, uh, you know, house refine, all that kind of stuff. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. 7771 414-791-7771. That's our buddy Scott Ellis and the Scott Ellis team. Good stuff. Um, this, this, is, uh, this is from Barb. Barb says, uh, here in the Northwoods, uh, it was 52 below this morning, uh, was the feels-like temperature. Uh, not much you can do, but just stay inside, stay warm. And if you haven't bought your Christmas gifts just yet, give everybody coupons of massages and such, unless, of course... <laughs> Your ugly relatives. Just have a Merry Christmas. Barb, yeah, I, I, I no, I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I thank you for the idea. I don't care what I do on a printer. I am never printing out free massage coupons to my relatives. It's just not. Ben, is that what you're giving out when you go home? When you get to Philly, everybody get a free massage, and you're just going to, you know, oil all the way up to your elbows this weekend and start rubbing down your relatives? Wait, why did this come up? I was just answering a call. I'm not going to. Said, Barb said in the Northwoods, it's 55 below. Feels like temperature. You can't go out. So if you haven't bought your Christmas gifts yet, she said what you do is you go and put together coupons of free massages uh, that you give out. <laughs> give to your relatives. Oh, goodness. And I'm thinking, there's no way. I can't see Ben Kenny getting off the plane. And they're like, well, where are all the packages, Ben? And you're like, I got them in my, I got them in my backpack. And everybody gets an envelope. <laughs> this is a free Ben rubdown. Well, if you put it that way, you know what? I'll I'll say this. If the plane takes off and successfully lands in Philadelphia in all this weather, I will give the pilot as much of a massage as he or she wants. Okay. I hope you recorded that. It's all recorded. Wait just a second. Oh, my God. There we go. I reserve okay. the right to uh, rescind that offer once I see yeah. the pilot. <laughs> Jim says, no way in hell am I rubbing down my relatives. He said, I'm just going to tell them Amazon is stuck in traffic. <laughs> no way. I can't see it. Oh, my God. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get to our buddy Gerard <laughs> from Delaware. Gerard, how you doing today, man? I'm cracking up here, Bill. <laughs> there's no, there's no I can't even begin to see you rubbing your relatives down. I can't see it. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. No. I don't have that much of a 1040, but uh, anyway. Yeah, no, ain't happening. <laughs> but um, Merry Christmas to you and, and you too. your family and everything. Thank you. Um, you know, look, if you're only going to spend, if it's only going to cost you $6 million, you're going to save $6 million on Bakhtiari, you might as well keep them. And you look at the pack of free agent list and talk about the game last night. First, I want to get to the game last night. Then I want to talk about the free agent list. Look, if anybody watched the Jets last night, they would give you uh, Staten Island, Manhattan, every every borough in that area for Rodgers. I know it ain't going to happen, 
but my goodness gracious, I <laughs> mm-hmm. he's the worst quarterback play I've ever. I I'll I tell you what, the '80s Packer quarterback in the '70s with Scott Hunter and all these guys, they were better than what the Jets have now. So, <laughs> I mean, Zach Wilson wasn't t- at the beginning of the season. Zach Wilson wasn't terrible, but what he did last night and what he's done the last couple of weeks since coming back from being benched is is awful. I mean, he's it's like they, it's like he doesn't even care. It's like he just wants out. He, Bill, he looks little. His hands, now mm-hmm. look. <laughs> his right, hands, he's not rubbing anybody down. Uh, tiny. I mean, he, just looking at him, he looks like he's 15 years old out there. He mm-hmm. looks tiny, you know, right. and he can't throw the It looks like he can't get a good grip on the ball now. But anyway, right. their list, I was looking at the package free agent list, and the guy said that you might want to keep would be, you'd probably have to go like three out of five or two out of five of these, would be Tanya, Nyman, I don't know if Amos and Nixon and Lazard, who do you keep out of those? If you only could keep three of them, you know what I mean? You're not going to keep Lowry. Yeah. The other guys that just read those guys, I'm just looking at the guys, like I said, Tanya, Nyman, Amos, Nixon, and Lazard. Now, Lazard does a lot of dirty work, so he's a valuable guy even though he's not a super receiver. He, and, and Lazard doesn't cost you a ton of money either. I, I got to run here for a second, uh, Gerard, but just kind of finish your thought real quick because we got to get to Matt Mitchell. You there? Gerard? Did we lose him? I think we lost him. I uh, didn't mean to. We lost didn't him. Didn't mean to cut him off. I, we must have lost him. I wanted him to finish his thought, but uh, we got to get to Matt Mitchell uh, coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to talk with Matt Mitchell of the Action Network. Oh, boy, Uncle Mitch over there on Twitter. We're going to talk a little betting. But, yeah, he's right. Last night, uh, the, the Jets would have traded anything and everything for a better quarterback than what Zach Wilson put up last night. 9 of 18, 92 yards, threw a pick. It was terrible. And the longest pass he threw was seven yards. Seven. They're terrible. Trevor Lawrence and company knocking them off 19-3 to last night. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're, they're one game away from climbing back to 500. Can you believe it? Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a late afternoon practice as they head this weekend to Miami to face the Dolphins. The team got some good news that running back A.J. Dillon did not suffer a concussion on Monday night against the Rams, so he's cleared to play this weekend. Packers rookie receiver Christian Watson talked about what it was like being covered by the Rams' trash-talking defensive back Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, I, I think it was a good battle. Uh, I mean, any opportunity for me to go up against a corner of his caliber and um, and you obviously just work on my technique, you know, against his. You know, that's that's exactly what I'm playing at this level for. Um, you know, to compete and you know to challenge guys, and, and obviously, you know, he's a he's a guy, so. You know, it, was, it was a great battle. Keyshawn Nixon had another good week as the kick returner and apparently has been lobbying to get some snaps in as the slot receiver on offense at Coach Matt LaFleur. No, 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 I know. He's been talking to you, though, because he's been talking to me every day about that. So he saw that, that screen pass that New England ran a couple weeks ago that where they threw it to their, their punt returner and he took it to the house. And so ever since then, it's... I can go in there. And Jair Alexander was asked, after beating the Rams and facing the Dolphins next, what's his goal for this week? One game at a time. You know, one game at a time. Three left, but one game at a time. That's the goal. That's Packers defensive back Jair Alexander. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to hit us up? Feel free to go ahead and do so. Let's do it. Uh, bring him in now. Our buddy Mark Schofield. Or excuse me, not Mark Schofield. I'm sorry about that. Matt Mitchell, joining us now. I'm uh, clicking on the wrong names here. Uh, <laughs> I got all discombobulated there all of a sudden. Uh, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Bill, it's so cold. I went out to shovel before my uh, my kids get home from the sitter. And I got, I got too cold. I just threw the shovel into the yard and ran back inside. Right. Yeah. It's it's just absolutely brutal. It's it's crazy oh. brutal. And so uh, for anybody that has to venture outside, you know, <laughs> I don't envy you whatsoever. Uh, which we, it brings us to the discussion we were having early on today. And I was saying, look, with the with the temperatures like this, we talk about football being this machismo sport, and that you know guys still need to play and play at a high level. I don't know. I mean, getting garbage cans back in were, were like was like a nightmare. I don't know how you play in this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Bill, this week we have eight totals below 40 points. The last time we had that many was week one, 2010, when Sam Bradford was taking his first snap for the Rams. We have the three lowest totals of the last three years all in one weekend. It is going to be bananas coast to coast for these offenses just trying to deal with absolutely inhumane conditions to play football. I saw that even this morning, Phoenix is at 40 degrees, which is just crazy. They're about to kick off off the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, so far from here, and it's 16 degrees. It's crazy. Right? I know. Just absolutely bananas. I just, wow. Uh, I do want to ask you, we got a, a, obviously last night's game was somewhat of a yawner, but if you're Jacksonville, you're continuing to shine and you're climbing a, a game closer to getting to 500. Meanwhile, the Jets, boy, the Jets just on the downside uh, with, with Zach Wilson. What a, what a terrible performance last night out of a quarterback position. Just like we said on this show, last time we spoke, said, you know, you can spend your money on anything you want, Bill. You can buy plane tickets and, you know, and popcorn and trampolines. Why would you spend it on betting Zach Wilson? He's right. just absolutely an abomination, and I, I think that might be the last we see him. Uh, let's talk about some of the games that are coming up beginning tomorrow, and uh, we can even talk a few bowl games, but uh, the one tomorrow that a lot of us are paying attention to, it's going to be cold, uh, a high of only 10 and a wind chill of right around 20 below. That's the Bears and the Bills tomorrow. It's an over and under of 40 and a half. Bills come in at eight-point favorites in this game. I don't know if I could take the Bills with, with, with eight points. I'd probably have to lean towards Chicago, but you tell me. Yeah, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, and I'm a Bills fan, so I'm, I'm trying to put my bias aside. The Bills are going to play in a, a game in which their sidelines had a heat index when they the Dolphins in September, and they're going to go in that same regular season to a game with a wind chill in the negative 30 area. 180-degree difference in a single season. But in terms of this game, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right, Bill. With a total this low, total at 40, and I don't think they'll cross that. I think, I think under is a safe play. Points are so valuable that even if you think the Bills are considerably better in every facet and the Bears are the least profitable underdog um, on the money line uh, of all 32 teams, eight and a half points, a lot of points in a, in a game in which 
it's just going to be brutal to try to get the football into the end zone. Yeah, no doubt. I it's it's <laughs> I can't uh, can't imagine even playing in this stuff. And really, I mean, the Bears are really relying on Justin Fields. They don't have a whole lot beyond, beyond that. So you assume they're going to run the ball if the wind stays stay. Now the winds not are, are supposed to die a little bit, but they're still going to be around twenty miles an hour. I can't imagine that the passing games are going to be prolific in this contest. And the other thing to factor in across the board, another. Uh, factor when you look at these spreads in these dreadful dreadful weather games especially on a holiday weekend home field advantage kind of goes away because a lot of these stadiums will be half empty people just people don't want to go to soldier field at negative 10 to watch a team not making the playoffs um you know and give themselves frostbite so i think a lot of these games you're going to see pretty uh uh, dim crowds Inside U.S. Bank Stadium, it should be raucous. You got Minnesota favored by only four, and I find it interesting because I, I while the Giants, I think, are a decent team, I think the Giants have far outstayed their welcome when it comes to eight, five, and one. I think they're probably going to fall in this game. The question is whether or not Minnesota gives them thirty-three points in the first half or not, and then comes storming back because we know Minnesota can put up the points. Is four a kind of small spread for this contest? Yeah, I mean, all Minnesota does is win games by three points. So if you, if you get three in the hook or you get four points, the smart sign that our, our guys are, are eyeballing is the Giants, especially because it's a, it's a buy-low opportunity on the Giants after a dreadful performance last week um, in, their, uh, in their victory. I, I think, I, I mean, personally, if you're going to bet it, I take the Giants. It's just kind of, you know, it, it's so hard to back the Minnesota Vikings the way their defense has played. And how they, you know, if they end up winning, they just end up storming back and squeaking out a victory. So I'm, uh, you know, in one of the only games played indoors this weekend. I think it's the underdog or a stay away. The the painful side of this is for Packers fans, you're rooting for the Vikings. Because Awful. if the Packers should what get a, a win, yeah, oh, God, I know you're rooting for the Vikings to knock off the Giants because then the Giants would only need to lose one more. Seattle, if they lose, you would only – because they, then they would be eliminated if the Packers went out. So we, you are actually rooting for the Vikings to get a win this week. And one of the other games that I find interesting, Detroit on the road in Carolina. Two-and-a-half-point favorites going on the road. Good number? Yeah, it, you know, this is a real toss-up because you have to kind of pick your narratives, right? Carolina is not eliminated from the playoffs. They're storming back. They suddenly look um, alive and well. Detroit was, until last week, the, one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the NFL. They're also striving for a, for a playoff berth. So you're, you're getting a real, what ends up being a true kind of coin toss, and the line reflects that. Also, Jared Goff outdoors has historically been a, a, not a valuable proposition I'm going to stay away from this one, but, you know, it's hard in a Jared Goff versus Sam Darnold NFL game to get too excited about a lot of points hitting the board. I got to ask you, without Jalen Hurts, uh, the Eagles going into Dallas, Dallas four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ben's taking them outright, obviously thinking a little bit with the heart there, but I I don't think he's that far off. I think the Eagles are still a pretty good team, even without Jalen Hurts, because their defense is solid, and Dak Prescott has not played well as of late. I don't like to venture down what we call narrative street too often, but I'm hearing a lot of things from our team about the Eagles potentially treating this as something of a bye week, knowing that they can clinch number one next week versus a much worse Saints team. They are resting a number of perfectly healthy players in practice this week. They're playing a number of injured backups in practice. 
all signs seem to point that they are not taking this game particularly seriously. And their backup, Gardner Minshew, wasn't at practice a couple times because he was at his former mentor, Mike Leach's funeral. So I think this is a great spot to bet Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas absolutely rolls them in a bounce-back spot. Awesome stuff, as always. Have a terrific Christmas, Matt. We'll talk to you again uh, later next week, okay? Merry Christmas, everybody. You too, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go, Matt Mitchell. Old boy Uncle Mitch over on Twitter, the Action Network. Find his stuff there. One hour down, three to go. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.